I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. The reasons for a film failing critically and or commercially can be complex and multifaceted. Perhaps it was released at the wrong time, was poorly marketed, or suffered through post-production issues that nobody could have seen coming. As a result, it's rarely ever truly the fault of just one single person. Though that hasn't stopped some actors from throwing up their hands and fully accepting the blame for things that didn't work out as everyone hoped. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com and these are 10 actors who blame themselves for films failing. Number 10, George Clooney, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin is a rare film with no shortage of people involved willing to accept responsibility for its cataclysmic failure. Director Joel Schumacher freely apologized to fans and accepted blame for its failure, and star George Clooney similarly decided to nobly leap on the sword. Over the last 20 plus years, Clooney has frequently stated that the film fundamentally didn't work across the board, and largely placed the blame at his own two feet, declaring that he's quote-unquote terrible in it. Clooney also took the brunt of the flack for destroying the Batman movie franchise for the better part of a decade, until Christopher Nolan of course came along and salvaged it. Legend even dictates that Clooney will still give a refund to anyone who comes up to him and claims that they saw Batman and Robin at the cinema. Such is the weight of his guilt about delivering such an emphatic dud of a superhero movie. Number 9. Dwayne Johnson, Baywatch Dwayne Johnson doesn't tend to linger long on the career dice rolls that don't pan out, though he did find himself compelled to discuss his 2017 big screen Baywatch adaptation, which while hardly a box office bomb, did massively underperform amid savage critical reviews. Baywatch was also nominated for five Razzie Awards, eventually winning one for the Razzie nominee So Rotten You Loved It. Rather than simply ignore the Razzies as most actors do, Johnson decided to post a video accepting the award alongside an Instagram post where he took, quote, full responsibility for the poop emoji, so punch me right in the kisser for that one, end quote. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't think about me reading that out when he used the poop emoji in that post, did he? That's just, that's just making me look bad, man. And considering how easy it would be for a star of Johnson's stature to get defensive, fair play to him for embracing the joke and accepting that he made a bit of a stinker, even if, despite Johnson accepting the blame, he was one of the better parts of that movie. Number eight, Michael Fassbender, The Counselor. Ridley Scott's 2013 crime thriller The Counselor was a mild commercial success, though released to wildly mixed reviews, with Scott's direction, Cormac McCarthy's script, and Michael Fassbender's lead performance all heavily polarizing critics. The Counselor also flamed out with general audiences, where it received a disastrous D-plus cinema score. Fassbender has never been one to mince words about his career failures, and has spoken occasionally about The Counselor, whereby he flatly blamed himself for the production not meeting expectations. That said, Fassbender did add 
add that he has a tendency to always blame himself when his films don't come up to par. So it feels more like a courteous act to deflect attention away from his colleagues, rather than an entirely sincere admission of fault. Ridley Scott, for his part, blamed Fox for marketing the film incorrectly, and therefore ensuring that it never had a chance to become a true box office smash. Number 7. Colin Farrell, Miami Vice Michael Mann's 2006 adaptation of Miami Vice was hardly a terrible film, but sharply divided reviews did nothing to help its box office, resulting in it barely recouping its wildly overegged $135 million budget worldwide. Though the performances of Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx as detectives Crockett and Tubbs were generally praised, Farrell held nothing back when discussing the film a few years after its release, saying, quote, Miami Vice, I didn't like it so much. I thought it was style over substance, and I accept a good bit of the responsibility. It was never going to be the lethal weapon, but I think we missed an opportunity to have a friendship that also had some elements of fun." End quote. Though Farrell didn't specify precisely which aspects of the film he blamed himself for, it's possible that he may have been referring to the fact that he was battling substance abuse issues throughout shooting, which perhaps preoccupied him from committing fully to the project. Farrell himself said of his condition during shooting, quote, "...the second I was finished, I was put on a plane and sent to rehab as everyone else was going to the rap party." End quote. Of course, that's hardly the right mindset to be making a mega-budget movie in, though given that the more demonstrable problems stem from man's script and direction, he probably shouldn't be too hard on himself. Number 6. Sylvester Stallone, The Expendables 3 after the first two Expendables movies posted solid takings at the box office, and let's be honest, reviews don't really matter much to a series like this, there seemed to be no reason to expect any different from the threequel. But then, the decision was made to make The Expendables a PG-13 rated action movie in an attempt to widen the series' commercial prospects. The producers and series creator and star Sylvester Stallone seemingly forgetting that the R-rated brutality was very much the appeal of these films in the first place. In addition to this, the supporting cast was padded out with younger up comers the audience had absolutely no interest in, and a high-quality screener of the film was also leaked online prior to release. This all conspired to ensure the threequel's box office fell far short of its predecessors, and it also received the worst reviews of the trilogy, effectively pumping the brakes on the entire franchise until just recently. In an interview shortly after the film's release, Stallone confirmed that the PG-13 rating was primarily responsible for the critical and commercial decline, admitting that he and the producers simply got it wrong, saying, quote, I believe it was was a horrible miscalculation on everyone's part in trying to reach a wider audience, but in doing such diminish the violence that the audience expects. I'm quite certain it won't happen again. The idea with PG-13, we wanted to hit a broad audience and because of our predecessors looking at the Bonds and James Bonds, we thought they're pretty violent films." End quote. So yeah, he's hoping the fourth film does get it right. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Number five, Jerry Lewis, The Day of the Clown Cried. Jerry Lewis's unfinished 1972 film, The Day the Clown Cried, was a Holocaust drama written, directed by, and starring Lewis himself, where he plays a circus clown imprisoned in a Nazi concentration camp who serves as a Pied Piper-like figure to usher children into the gas chambers. The difficulty of such a project speaks for itself, and though Lewis approached the material with an absolutely sober level of seriousness, even losing £35 for the role, the film never hit screens due to a rights dispute with the originator of the story, John O'Brien. Lewis eventually decided to shelve the film entirely, having decided that it didn't live up to his vision, later vowing that it would never be screened while he was alive. Of his work on the film, he additionally said, quote, you'll never see it. No one will ever see it because I am embarrassed at the poor work. He also went on to say, quote, I was embarrassed, I was ashamed of the work, and I was grateful that I had the power to contain it all and never let anyone see it. It was bad, bad, bad. End quote. Lewis passed away in 2017, and though there have been rumblings that a full print of the film was given to the Library of Congress shortly before Lewis's death, the actor's own son maintains that no complete print exists. Number 4. William Shatner, Star Trek V The Final Frontier Star Trek V The Final Frontier was the first and only Star Trek film directed by none other than William Shatner himself, who of course also starred as Captain James T. Kirk. Because Leonard Nimoy and Shatner were contractually obliged to receive the same treatment on any Star Trek projects, Shatner was given the opportunity to helm Star Trek V after Nimoy had directed the previous two films in the series to great success. The Final Frontier's production was fraught with issues though, from striking crew members to a stretched budget, a short time frame to complete VFX, and plenty of executive of meddling from Paramount. Ultimately, The Final Frontier was by far the worst received Trek movie, and also the lowest grossing at the time, enough that it very nearly killed the franchise outright. Though it's clear that exterior issues hindered Shatner's ability to complete a satisfactory film, he nevertheless held his hands up a few years ago and took the blame for not pushing back against his producers. In his book, Live Long and What I Learned Along the Way, he said, quote, I had a choice. I could accept the compromise or refuse to direct the movie. I made a mistake. I accepted the compromise which doomed the picture from the beginning. Number 3. Steve McQueen, Le Mans 1971 sports film Le Mans starred Steve McQueen as hotshot racing driver Michael Delaney, and despite the obvious appeal of McQueen in a role like this, it was met with mixed reviews while failing to make a dent at the box office. In Christopher Sanford's biography of McQueen, though, it was alleged that the actor's cocaine use was a major issue during filming, and McQueen reportedly blamed both the film industry and himself for the film's ultimate failure. According to McQueen's friend Pat Johnson, the book says, quote, Le Mans was a watershed moment for Steve, a total turning point, when it flopped, he shut down even more than before. Terrible isolation, it was the last time he ever halfway trusted anyone in Hollywood, particularly the studios. He resented them even more after that." Quote. It's a shame as well, because while the film is hardly held up as a classic these days, it is nevertheless decently appreciated among McQueen's fans, regardless of whether he truly is to blame for its failure to connect with the mainstream audiences of its era. Number 2. Sheila LaBeouf, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull 
Though the fourth Indiana Jones film, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, was broadly well received by critics and made an absolute killing at the box office to the tune of $790 million. However, to most diehard indie fans, the film was an abject failure. Between its wonky VFX, overly silly set pieces, the misguided inclusion of Sheila LaBeouf as Indy's son Mutt, a plot involving actual aliens, and that fridge scene, it felt like a thin sketch of an Indiana Jones film and proof that the series should have ended at three. At the 2010 Cannes Film Festival a few years after its release though, LaBeouf opened up about his own negative conception of the film, where he unequivocally blamed himself for screwing the movie up. Speaking to the LA Times, he said, quote, I feel like I dropped the ball on the legacy that people loved and cherished. You get to monkey swinging and things like that, and you can blame it on the writer, and you can blame it on Steven Spielberg. But the actor's job is to make it come alive and make it work, and I couldn't do it, so that's my fault. Simple. End quote. The actor further claimed that Harrison Ford wasn't happy with the film either, leading to Ford calling him a quote-unquote f***ing idiot. LaBeouf did later express regret about his uncommon honesty, noting that it soured his working relationship with Steven Spielberg, saying, quote, He told me that there's a time to be a human being and have an opinion, and there's a time to sell cars. It brought me freedom, but it also killed my spirits because this was a dude I looked up to like a sensei, end quote. Number one, Gene Seberg, St. John. And finally, we have 1957's historical drama St. Joan, a dramatization of Joan of Arc's life, with actress Jean Seberg making her screen debut in the title role. Seberg was chosen from 18,000 prospective youngsters to play Joan of Arc, despite having no acting experience. And though she was directed by legendary filmmaker Otto Preminger, both Seberg and the film as a whole were largely panned by critics. Though Preminger did attempt to take the full blame, Seberg held absolutely nothing back in talking about her own performance shortly after after release. She said, quote, I am the greatest example of a very real fact, that all the publicity in the world will not make you a movie star if you're also not an actress. I have two memories of St. John. The first was being burned at the stake in the picture, the second was being burned at the stake by the critics. The latter hurt more. I was scared like a rabbit and it showed on the screen, and it was not a good experience at all, end quote. Thankfully though, Seberg's career rebounded majorly shortly thereafter, when she appeared in the iconic 1960 French New Wave film, Breathless to major acclaim. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.